Zach Rowland. Hey, and today we are talking about season three, episode five, Turning Bim and Eves. The story of uh, Dexter and Rita uh, in the immediate aftermath of Dexter's successful marriage proposal. Um, some house hunting shenanigans. Dexter uh, taking out some guy on a cruise and uh, being in big trouble, mister, because he turned his phone off and missed a bunch of important phone calls. What did you guys think of this episode overall? Much better than the last. It was much better than the last. It still wasn't great. Yeah, agreed. There were some things that sort of drove the plot with a little bit of tension, but it wasn't like we have seen previous episodes before really drive Dexter to these links that he'll go to. So, yeah. Well, the episode begins with Rita and Dexter looking at a sonogram of their child. Dexter and Miguel are golfing. Uh, Miguel starts talking to Dexter about another case. The suspected killer is a serial wife killer. Syl and Rita join Dexter and Miguel at the club. Syl and Rita were at the spa. Uh, Syl has convinced Rita to sell her house and look for a larger one. Dexter makes a faux pas, saying that he thinks he's going to hang on to his apartment for a while. After considering that he may soon lose his apartment, Dexter begins to look into Miguel's suspect to see if he fits the code. I just want to say, we got some more Syl. I'm glad we're finally getting a little bit more Syl in our lives. Team Syl. Too much Syl. <laughs> I'm Team Seal. Yeah, I love the like the whole like uh some whoever wrote the episode like made Miguel and Seal omniscient about what's going on in Rita and Dexter's relationship because Miguel like immediately knows to shut the conversation down like before it turns into a full-fledged fight. And it's just like you know, maybe they are spending all of their free time together. Maybe Dexter and Miguel are like having more more uh, alone time than Dexter and Rita or Dexter and uh, Lila had. But Dexter and Rita too <laughs> spends a lot of time with Miguel. So yeah, no, it's it's incredible how fast it all moves because it's like not only is it just Dexter and Miguel. It's uh, Rita and Syl, like, they're best besties. Like, they've been best friends. They've all known each other growing up. They know each other's insides yeah. and outs. It's it's almost uncanny how much of this relationship is built off of nothing. Yeah, it's, well, it's Rita's first friend in three seasons. Ugh. Right. right. I think Rita has kind of latched on, and then Syl likes that she has a project. So that I can kind of yeah. kind of see, where Rita's just so see? happy to have somebody to talk to and... Still's like, oh, I'm gonna fix her, you know. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought of it like that. I'm so glad that Brooke is here to give us those insights because <laughs> legit, I was like, I'm like, what is Sill's motivation? Project manager, nice. Yep. I, Chicks, gonna... man. Chicks. Yeah. <laughs> Chicky Hines. <laughs> Freebo. I was Chicky. In this I hope so. I hope we get to hear more about Chicky. So Chicky Hines on my French fries. All right. Um... Dexter has a daydream about Harry talking to him about giving up his apartment. Harry takes the blood slides out of the AC unit and says, better hope she doesn't insist on a place with central air. Uh, Deb and Anton have a secret stakeout looking for leads. 
They end up questioning a junkie who's high on heroin. He tells them Freebo's gone, and that normally there's someone else you have to talk to to get through to Freebo. Masuka, Quinn, and Angel are at the new crime scene with another body with missing skin. Back at Miami Metro, LaGuerta says that the new victim is connected with the case and is now a joint investigation with the sheriff's office. So I have a... Well, go ahead, Aaron. I was going to say, it's like it doesn't make any sense seeing how Ramon <laughs> leads the sheriff's office and one of the victims is his brother. Uh... Kind of. Well, like, no, they've, tangentially. They've, they've separated. So the skinning, uh, the skinning case, they know is not related to Freebo. Mm-hmm. Um, and LaGuerta in a moment is going to talk to Ramon about the fact that she thinks that he's just trying to get into Miami Metro to find out more about Oscar's case. But the the Skinner case and the Freebo case are disconnected. Because there were skinning victims after Freebo is known to be dead. Well, nobody knows he's dead except for Dexter. Or, I mean, they figured it out because uh, there was a skinning victim. Or Does Miami Metro know? Now I'm confused. I thought they knew. <laughs> no, I, I did. I thought they knew. That's how I've been this whole season, so I don't know what's going on. No, come on. They... Luke, I thought they were still in the dark. There I thought was, the only ones that knew were... There was... Uh, Tegan, right? She was the first one. And then there was yeah, another thought, one. And they didn't know that those were connected. There's a scene Tegan. where Angel says, It can't be Freebo. With the second victim. Right, because there was an alibi. He has an alibi, right? Yes, Freebo has an alibi. Yeah, from that kid that the uh, Deb went in and interrogated or whatever. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. and so Miami Metro have separated those cases. The Skinner is not tied to Freebo anymore. Okay, right. glad we got that settled because <laughs> that is important. Um, Masuka, Quinn, and Angel are at the new crime scene. We talked about that. Um, back at Miami Metro, LaGuardia and the Sheriffs. We talked about that. Okay. Wendell, Freebo's doorman, is brought in. Miguel calls Dexter and tells him that the feds aren't going after his suspect. Dexter plans to continue continue with his due diligence. Deb questions Wendell and makes good progress on getting through to him about uh, by talking to him about what it's like to be with a single parent. Dexter and Deb pass Ramon on the elevator. He's been sent over from the sheriff's office on the Skinner case. Ramon looks menacingly at Wendell. LaGuardia tells Ramon that she knows he's trying to insert himself into Oscar's murder case by coming over uh, on the skinning case. And she tells him that she won't go over his head to get him removed for now. That scene was so awkward. Because they they clearly, the camera centers on Ramon giving Wendell like the evil eye. And it doesn't make any sense. Like there's there it never comes back to he knows the kid or something like that. Well, the, it's it's the audience is questioning that at that point. Has Ramon figured this out? Has he been looking for this kid to like does he recognize who it is? And then he quickly figure out that he doesn't know who that kid is. Um, and I think it's mostly just for Dexter to have a moment of panic as the elevator doors close. 
because he does not want Ramon and Wendell to talk. Uh, Dexter is following Miguel's suspect at a golf shop. The wives he's been killing were all wealthy, and he has spent through their money quickly. Dexter asked the suspect who is purchasing dive gear if he's headed out to sea. He said he's going on a Caribbean cruise. Dexter asks if he knows a good dive schools, and the guy says to save time you should go to Bimini because they don't require you to put in a bunch of hours ahead of getting into the water. Uh, Dexter muses about taking the wife to get her off his back for never taking her anywhere, and the suspect says Dexter will have a lot more fun if he doesn't. Angel tells Deb that they found Wendell's mother and she's coming in. Deb says, thank the fucking baby Jesus. Angel says, you know, I'm a Catholic, right? Deb and Angel ask Masuka if he's seen the sheriff's report yet, and he says they haven't sent them over with about four fucks in his answer. Deb says that this new dressed-up version of Masuka is creeping her out. Masuka says he's realizing he doesn't have any friends at Miami Metro and that they hurt his feelings by not reading his paper or attending the conference he spoke at. He tears up. Deb and Angel are shocked. I started to like Masuka in this one. I started to, and then he teared up and I was over it. But I kind of liked <laughs> this Masuka for a minute. You didn't like him for tearing up? No. Mm, Stop no. having Just emotions. Whiny. Men, men can't cry when someone hurts their feelings? It's not Masuka. It's not Masuka. Not okay. It's 2018, Brooke. Like, Look, come on. I'm trying to give Masuka... <laughs> I gave him some credit. What do you want from me? I just said I liked him for a minute. This is the only time I'm ever going to say that, more than likely. Take it for what it is. 96 episodes, and he was likable for one minute. <laughs> I liked him when he wore a suit and was quiet. Mm. Deb gets back to her desk to find that Quinn let Wendell go. His mother wouldn't consent to questioning. Deb thinks Quinn did it to make her look bad. Angel tracks down the vice cop at another stroll and asks her on a date. Which, <laughs> great, why not? Great plan. Like, I feel like asking her on a date with her still being as a hooker at the moment is, is the same thing that he almost got in trouble for last episode. Yeah, and I, I didn't put it in the notes, but he figured out that she would be at this place by asking Deb when she worked Vice if uh, they would do the same spots over and over again or if they would move around. And so Deb telling him that, you know, once the place got busted, it, people knew not to go there anymore, so they'd have to move around all the time. So then Angel went and... I don't know how many strolls he went to before he found her, but he did. Angel's got his groove back. And then the thing happens where they go on their date and she's not dressed like a hooker and he's like, nah, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> then he's sad again and the whole he's, cycle begins over. Yeah. It doesn't work without the outfit. Yeah. No, he does like tell her to tuck her boobs in, which is funny. Like, she leans over to talk to him in the car and, like, she's all hanging out and he kind of points and says, hey, um, she, like, goes like this and changes absolutely nothing. So... Well, I mean, she's a hooker. Like, having having some sort of, like, oh, yeah, let me cover up here. Oh, she's a cop. Yeah, and his, his big win <laughs> is not that she agrees to go on a date with him. It's that she says she usually doesn't date cops. He's like, it's like the scene from Dumb and Dumbers. It's like, there's a, <laughs> so I'd say there's, there's a, a one in a million chance that we would, do, we would do this. So you're saying there's a chance. He's a lonely... He has trouble with connection, all kinds of weird shit that he said last episode. Yeah. 
Uh, Dexter <laughs> returns home and finds that Rita has a giant stack of real estate brochures. Dexter tells Rita that he does not want to look at houses. When she asks him to watch the kids tomorrow so she and Silicon can look, he says no again. He has to go fishing. In other words, he has to go track down the suspect. Yeah, this would have been a perfect time to just end the show. He could have been like, you know what, I'm going to go get cigarettes and never come back. <laughs> and I think that would have made a better season, to be honest. He just went to live with Miguel somewhere. <laughs> Dex is kind of being a jackass, man. Yeah, it's... It's weird. Like, he spent the whole last episode trying to figure out how to get Rita to agree to marry him. And and he actually went through the process of figuring out that that's what he wanted. But now it's like, wait a minute. I can't have my own apartment? I can't, like, go and commit murders every night and not be, like have obligations to my family. Yeah, not a lot of continuity going on here with Dexter's thought processes. I just don't think he thought that far about it. Like, I don't think he thought that getting married equals less privacy. Yeah, and... I I don't know that's a spoiler. I'll just leave it alone. (laughs) He's just kind of being a punk about it. He's he's so good at putting on an act, and he's not putting on the act at all here. He's just kind of being a jackass. Yeah, Yeah, and I think that's because he doesn't know how to handle emotional stuff, or like, you know, let me say real life stuff, but uh, like with the with the, the way he kills people, you know, he can meticulously plan that out. He has control over it. He knows exactly what's going to happen for the most part, you know, like a lot, a lot of those are very successful and he has no idea about any of the stuff that he's going in, getting himself into, which consequently, like Dale said, was the part about like, oh, I can't go out and kill whenever I want to. So just understanding how he's like still doesn't understand how people works, which really harks back to the first season. He's just like, I just don't understand people, you know, and then what do you do? One of the things I liked about this scene in particular, um, Julie Benz just kills it with her controlled rage. Sitting there holding the brochures, you you can see that she's shaking a little bit, and she just tells him that dinner's going to be ready in five minutes and that it's his favorite. And you're just like, don't eat it. She's going to kill you. Well, he, he, <laughs> he wins... Or you know, gets the upper hand in the argument, so to speak, when um, he's just saying no to what she's asking for. He just says, "No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that." And she says, "You know, no is not good enough. Like we have to talk to each other about things." And he said, "I don't want to look at houses, and I'm not going to be available tomorrow." <laughs> and. Uh, the first I heard about house hunting was now, so I couldn't have known not to make plans for tomorrow, and I've already made them. So she's like, well, I guess he's right about all of that. Yeah. Dinner will be ready in five minutes. Uh, just as Dexter's about to depart on his boat, Miguel shows up, because we needed more Miguel right now. Uh <laughs> Miguel acts like he might go with him, but then says he can't go. He has to go to court. But he says he wants to grill whatever De- Dexter catches when Dex gets back. And, yeah, I made 
the note here again that Dexter spends more time with Miguel than he did with Lila. Like, Miguel has a full-time job and a wife, and he is always hanging out with Dexter. Miguel wants a friend so bad. Like, so (laughs) bad. Oh, he reeks of desperation. So pitiful. When he was like, I almost want to go with you, he just sat there longingly waiting for Dexter to invite him, and it didn't happen. And he's just like, oh, I, I guess I'll go to work. Yeah. Uh, Ramon gives Miami Metro a briefing and manages to piss off Deb and Quinn. Masuka goes all Sherlock Holmes on Ramon's ass and determines that the new body had a tattoo removed, which is a different MO than the Skinner victims. Masuka says that they purposefully delayed sending him the ME report, which led him to determine that the cause of death is actually being smothered instead of strangulation. And he says, that's not opinion, that's science. And science is a cold-hearted bitch with a 14-inch strap on. Deb says, and he's back. Great. You liked him for a little bit. For a very little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I I like that he went 14. It's not a traditional number when talking about strap-ons. That's fair. Points for for creativity to him, then. Yeah. Gotta have a little bit of play there for uh, anyway. Um, Dexter is at the <laughs> beach watching Miguel's suspect. Uh, Harry appears to him and tells him that the dark passenger is tantamount to cheating on him, Rita. He says Dexter needs to prioritize which one is his mistress and which one is his wife. Dexter sneaks onto a sea taxi to the cruise ship. It won't bring him back until ten forty-five. Uh, and then we go to Syl and Rita house hunting. Rita suddenly needs to use the bathroom, and she is bleeding. Good thing Syl's there. Syl acted Sil. fast and got her the help she needed. Syl is amazing. Mm-hmm. Project. Super. Uh, Deb tracks down Wendell and gives him her card. Wendell says he kept out of Freebo's business, but he thinks he ran out on someone he owed money. We're shown Deb and Wendell talking through binoculars. Someone is watching them. That was kind of heavy-handed. Like, earlier seasons have had people being watched, but you've never really known they were being watched. You just kind of found out later. This one, you can actually see the binoculars in frame, and it's just like, why? Why did you need that I mean, I'm assuming that Wendell's going to get killed now because he talked to Deb, but I think that's all that that was setting up, just to make us worry about that. That's all I really got from it. Uh, Dexter goes into the suspect's room on the cruise ship, knocks him out, and sets up a kill room. Miguel shows up at the hospital. Syl says she's been trying to get through to Dexter all day. Dexter's rocking out to Changes by David Bowie. He has a quick version of his conversation with the suspect and kills him. Dexter dismembers the body and throws the pieces wrapped in plastic out the window and into the Gulf Stream. I uh, I really thought it was interesting how they showed Dexter setting up the kill room. I mean, we've kind of seen it before, um, but especially with the time restraints that he had with this one. Um, but like they, whenever you see them, they always look so like when he's like, for example, when they cut to the scene where he's got the guy strapped down, it always looks so great. Like it always looks so professional. But the way he was putting it up was like it was really sloppy. Like you know, you can almost see how they 
the actor doesn't really get fully how they do it as a production. Uh, I don't think it was. I don't think that was the uh, that that was Michael C. Hall making mistakes. I think that was showing how quickly he had to move to get onto that taxi by ten forty-five. Because otherwise, yeah, he's yeah, stuck I, on the cruise ship all night. No, I totally agree. I think that like he's got to be fast. But even still, I think when they cut forward, it looked better. Like it looked pretty well done. Oh, to me, you know what I'm saying? Like it looked. Like it, it was better than it should have been done. Yeah, just because like production wise, they're like that guys. Okay, now the team comes in, they put it together. You know, yeah, just that. But I, I totally agree. Like he had to be fast yes. about it. So yeah, but it's just funny to see the difference. Um, Deb goes to pay Anton uh, for his lead paying off and finds a woman at his apartment. As she's leaving, she gets a call from Miguel. He tells Deb that someone needs to find Dexter. Dexter seems to have come to terms with losing some of his privacy. He turns on his phone and has 12 messages. The first is from Rita. She thinks there's something wrong with the baby. Dexter gets to Rita. The baby is fine. She says she doesn't know what she would have done if she had lost the baby and he wasn't there. She says she thinks they should wait to get a house until after they get married. Dexter tells her he's ready, and she says she wants to walk down the aisle before she starts to show. Deb confronts Dexter in the hall says fishing is that where you were all night deb tells dexter that he has to be there for this kid not like harry uh dexter gets to rita's miguel is there watching the sleeping bennett kids and miguel says that his suspect was reported missing an hour ago he asks dexter where did you say it was that you were fishing dexter repeats the lie from his er- their earlier conversation and miguel says that when the coast guard looked there when Rita was in the hospital, Dexter wasn't there. Miguel comes out and says that Dexter was on that cruise ship taking care of what Miguel couldn't. Miguel says he gave Dexter the information, hoping he would meet out justice. And he says, I see who you are. I'm with you, behind you. I respect you. Dexter realizes that Harry was repulsed by him. Brian was destroyed by being a killer. And Lila was consumed. But Miguel is proud. Oh. I completely ship Miguel and Dexter. Like <laughs> this this speech by Jimmy Smith, it really got to me. Uh, well, if you like Miguel and Dexter hanging out, this is the season for you. <laughs> There's a lot of that going on. I do like that turn. I did like the end of this episode. I like the build up of this this partnership, but you know. Surely it's not going to go very smoothly, um, and the fact is it seems to be hinting that Smith thinks he's the puppet master, and how is Dexter going to, uh, to cope with that as, as this kind of develops is what, what I'm intrigued to see if that finally builds up some tension that we really need in this otherwise lame season. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a good, it'd be a good question for Zach, who's watching this for the first time, like... Are you are you worried for Dexter that Miguel is starting to figure things out? No, I'm not. Uh, not really worried. I guess uh, I would say it, it's nice to finally start to get a little bit of that out in the open. Um, but uh, yeah, it's still. I don't necessarily know how to feel about Miguel. Like, I feel like I, I've got a pretty solid read on Dexter for this season so far, watching it for the first time. But Miguel is the one where I'm, you know, like, that's my focus. 
but being like, what are his intentions? And now we're getting this episode, I think definitely solidifies more of that, but still not as much as like I, I would want. Obviously we're going to get more as that's the whole point of watching each episode of the season. Um, so I'm not worried about Dexter being like caught or turned in or anything because I also feel like, uh, Miguel has connections to these other killings that are happening. Like, I'm just like naturally inclined with the way the show is built to wonder if he's the opposite killer of Dexter. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's sort of like, that's my, that's my, uh, that's where I come from now with the point of view from Dexter. It's like, okay, well, Dexter does this one way. There's going to be another person that's doing it another way. Who's that person, and and what are the, and how are they interacting with Dexter, and like what are their intentions with him? So yeah. that's my thoughts on Miguel right right now, currently at this episode. Well, they're basically turning Miguel into a better version of Harry, right? Where yeah. Miguel is going to use Dexter's need to kill uh, to mete out justice that he can't do as a district attorney. Um, and so this is sort of his first test of that, and Dexter did exactly what he expected him to do, so. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because Miguel is so needy. That character so far just is so needy of Dexter's time and attention, but now we get this flip here at the end where he's fulfilling what Dexter really has needed, you know, since the beginning is to feel like somebody appreciates what he's doing and somebody is proud of him so you know he's in turn is he going to um to become as needy in that way yeah yeah um the whole conversation between dexter and rita in the hospital room i thought rang pretty true um it was cool that dexter kind of figured out that he needed to stop being a baby about losing his apartment and Rita figured out that she didn't need to rush into getting a house right away, um, which are, I think, good things for them to, a good place for them to stop at. I didn't feel like it was uh, uh, the same as Astor and Cody being rescued from a burning building and her just being okay with it. I think there was a little bit more development or a little bit more of a thought process behind her reasoning for how she reacted to everything so so she loves the new baby more than Aster and Cody is what you're saying <laughs> so far she care if they burned up <laughs> well I mean she's she's it's already shown now. she's already shown that Cody can be replaced so <laughs> we must never speak of it your name is Cody now uh, this was directed by Marco Siega he worked on music videos before Dexter. Uh, he was also on Veronica Mars and Cold Case. He directed a total of nine episodes between season two and season four. This was his first of four in season three. After Dexter, he directed 10 episodes of The Vampire Diaries, and 18 episodes of The Following. The writer was Tim Schlattman, uh, who previously wrote one episode and appeared uncredited in six episodes of Smallville. For Dexter, he wrote two episodes for all eight seasons except for his one episode for season five and his season two episode five, The Dark Defender uh, screenplay was nominated for a Writers Guild of America Award for Episodic Drama. This is his first uh, episode since season two, episode 11, Love Turn Ahead. 
which I think we all universally liked. Which um, is kind of interesting because that was the episode that Lila found out, and now this is the episode that Miguel finds out. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think Tim Schlockman's one of the stronger <coughs> writers on the show. Um, certainly better than the one and done guy from last episode. Uh, posts Dexter, he was an executive producer and writer of three episodes of the final season of Under the Dome which no one even remembers anymore, let alone watch the last season of. Uh, what was the best line of the episode? I said, uh, when Deb said about Masuka, someone needs a hug, I'd offer, but I don't know what I'd catch. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I got, too. Being mean to sad Masuka. Sad Suka. Oh, sad Suka. He didn't last long, though, sad Suka. Then he became mad Suka. And, and then he started crying and Burke didn't like him anymore. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like him angry or flat. Nothing in between. How about the worst line of the episode? I went with, men need their privacy, that's why God created golf. Oh, yeah. And Miguel says that to Dexter. Yep. No contention. That's the only, that's, that's it. Period. Done. Yeah, I know so few people that can relate to that yeah. that feeling. And I've played golf. I've played golf as well, and it's like that is that is not a a private, uh, introverted kind of thing to do for yourself. That's like you don't go play golf alone. You, you play it with a couple of other people at least. Well, and that's just a bad, you know, Father's Day t-shirt you get for your grandpa <laughs> is what that is. Yeah. That's, that's why God invented golf. Yep. And then, uh, what would the female version be? That's why God invented pedicures. They yeah, did go to the spa at the beginning. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, performance of the episode slash... Non Michael C. Hall performance of the episode. Freebo. Yeah, Freebo. Enough of Freebo. I didn't really have one. I mean, I I guess Rita. You know, Julie Benz. Um, it's not. I don't know. There's just like no performances that I feel like in this episode. Uh, there's a lot of these episodes. I, I there's, they're just they're just regular. They're just. <laughs> I disagree. Just I think that this was. The high water mark for C.S. Lee so far. I I picked Masuka. <gasps> I did. Yeah. I did. I picked Masuka because he's never been able to do anything until this episode. Got to give the guy some kind of credit. That actor has a terrible job to play. He got to finally do something other than be the one-liner pervert guy. 2018's crazy, man. I never saw that coming. <laughs> um, I yeah, actually well, like Jimmy Smith's performance in this episode. Okay. Is that all all you have to say about it? Yeah. I mean, he certainly was in this episode. Like there, there wasn't (laughs) much. There there wasn't much to outside of Dexter. Like Dexter was clearly the best part of this episode, but outside of everybody else, I'd I'd have to say I like the scenes with Jimmy Smith more than anybody else's scenes. Uh, I thought the the last scene was done really well. If not a little bit creepy, but uh, it, it was done really well. 
Yeah, I mean that that back and forth on the dock where he's like, I should go with you. Nah, I can't because I got to go to court. I'm going to call it in. I'm going to call it in. Nah, I shouldn't because I got a lot of paperwork to do. You know, I'm going to call it in. I'm going to call it in. I'm yeah. not going to go. He's just like, God, shut up. <laughs> go away. I also like that he's, you know, dressed as the... ADA on the dock there, like he's in, a, he's in a suit, and Dexter's like in cargo shorts, and uh, he like leans over to like throw the lines over and stuff, and it's like, yeah, just jump on, let's catch a bunch of fish, and you can gut them in your nice suit. Was he also wearing his suit when he was tucking the kids in at Dex and Rita's cause, or at Rita's house? Because that creeped me out a little bit. I there he think is tucking so. in the kids too. I think Dexter had it handled. You didn't need to be the creepy guy tucking in the kids. No, he was watching him because Dexter hadn't come home. But Dexter was there at that point tucking him in. He didn't need he didn't need Miguel to help. Oh, okay. They were talking uh, as they were tucking them in. That kind he of needs Miguel's help for everything. <laughs> Miguel thinks so, apparently. I mean, but this episode also had the most seal had to do. Like, yeah. She definitely got more screen time than she ever has. Yeah. She deserves it over C.S. Lee, who's been with the se- with the <laughs> show for three seasons. Because she had two se- two more scenes with Rita in this episode That's than right. she's ever had. She had nine words the whole episode. Let's give it to her. Yeah. Talking about breaking walls out and... It feels like a home. Okay. <laughs> Let, let Masuka have this one because it's not happening again. I will. It's all Masuka. Uh, so that's it. Thanks, you guys, for uh, watching this and talking.